We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a week five edition here of the Football Guys Power Grid all presented by rotogrinders.com. Of course, this is the show where we talk all things DFS. Should be a fun week for us, too, because we've got a lot of things. We've got some value running backs to look at. We've got rookie starting quarterbacks here this week and uh, lots of money to be won. And certainly happy to have you guys with us here on YouTube or the podcast feed, wherever you're at. So we always ask you, give us a thumbs up and add some nice comments. Please, nice comments uh, down here in the YouTube and uh, we always appreciate that. We take a look at it throughout the show. I'm Dan Bach. We got Devin Knox. We got Phil Alexander and John Tip and Pick Lee. And uh, we're going to get right into this week five, fellas, uh, because uh, honestly, last week did not go particularly great for myself. So I need a rebound week. And I'm going to put it squarely on me not being on the show last week. You guys are my key <laughs> to success. So I'm fully expecting this uh, to change. So, John, let's jump in look at some of these totals that's where we like to start off and you know this is a week that we're uh got a number of games you know at that 50 threshold sometimes we only have maybe one two this week's we got a we got a handful of them yeah it's a it's, it's an in- interesting week this week you know the one game that i would love to have seen is that kansas city game but that's going to be your your showdown slate on sunday night i think the total the vegas total on that guy is 57. So uh, don't be afraid. Devin, are you writing a, uh, a showdown article for that Sunday night game? Yeah, we're doing Thursday, Sunday, Monday now. So there you go. Check that so, out. And it's completely free. So you don't need a football guy subscription or anything. So we're doing that all season. Nice. Yeah. So, and, and, and Dan, I, I suspect you have content on Rotor Grinders as well for the showdown slates. No doubt. Tons of tons of content. Those have just become incredibly popular. Um, but I can say we probably will not have the showdown slate of Atlanta versus the Jets in England for you guys. So just want to let you know. Just play Cordero Patterson and you're good to go. Yeah, what could go wrong? Go 12 hours later for that Buffalo-Kansas City game. It's going to be a barn burner and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, But as far as the the main slate games go, um, it's an interesting week because you've got got a few games right around that 50-point threshold. The one that's going to be super popular, the, the Giants against Dallas. Uh, uh, your your boy Danny Danny uh, Jones is is um, you know he's having a, a big season and see whether or not he can do it when it counts in an NFC East showdown there in Dallas. Uh, who um, you know knock on wood they look like the real team this year. 
Uh, you've also got uh, Green Bay at the Bengals, which is a game I like, and I'll tell you who I like on that on that uh, side here in just a bit. And then I think it's really interesting. We've got a number of games in the low or the, the just below the 50 point threshold. And I wonder whether or not that's going to affect the percent rostered numbers for those games. That's uh, Minnesota against Detroit. You've got Tampa Bay and Miami, Tennessee and Jacksonville, all of those in that 48 to 49. And because they don't hit 50, it's that mental thing. It's how they price things $99 instead of $100. I think there are some sneaky plays in each of those games. And we're going to walk through everything tonight. Uh, the one the, well, one other thing I'll say uh, on the lower end, we, we always try to focus on the top end, but on the lower end, Last week, if you took Buffalo's defense, you you did really well. And if you checked out the Vegas value chart, Buffalo was the number one defense last week. This week, without question, it's New England going up against that same Houston offense with Davis Mills under center. Um, they're really expensive, and nobody's going to have them at 4,900. We'll discuss that nearer the end of the show, whether or not you can be contrarian by paying up and whether or not uh, New England is – it's worth the same uh, money that we spent last week on Buffalo. Other than that, let's uh, let's get into it. I love how you said we spent. Uh, I did not fall into that we category. I wish oh, I did because I had about twenty percent. Uh, yeah, well, I think I was maybe a little bit a little bit less than that. But um, man, I mean, it's that's one of those things. Not to just get off track here, but sometimes we get so cute and we talk about variance with defense. And sometimes it's just so freaking obvious. Yep. And that was probably one of those moments last week. So hopefully we can learn from that. And uh, and we'll get into that uh, position a little bit later. But let's dive into the quarterback spot here. And as I talked about in the opening, uh, we get a couple of rookies. Uh, well, Davis Mills, he doesn't count. But Justin Fields now anointed the starter out there for the Chicago Bears. And uh, by the looks of it, Trey Lance more than likely – going to get the start this week and I want to kind of start with these guys we still have uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence as well so tons of these young quarterbacks getting playing time um, Devin uh, yeah I think it was you who was you know anti Justin Fields that first week in cash yeah. so let's go and talk about Trey Lance his first start um, just the early kind of projected numbers have him as one of the more popular guys on the slate. If you want to get Derrick Henry, paying down is obviously a good good thing to do at quarterback. How viable is he in cash games this week for the Bills? Yeah, so before we start, and I'll certainly touch on Trey Lance in just a second, um, we need to make a gentleman's agreement here, Phil, uh, that we are not going to talk about Baker Mayfield on this show. Um, mm -hmm. My heart can't handle the fifth straight week of you mentioning <laughs> Baker Mayfield as a GPP play. Um, now that we I'll got that, I'll shake on that. Now that we got that out of the way, um, Trey Lance is in a great spot this week. I think that he's completely in a different situation than what Justin Fields was because they're going to have to rely on him. They're facing the highest powered offense in um, in football in the Arizona Cardinals, and they're not facing a Cleveland defense that is going to pressure him the entire game. So I think Lance is in a great spot. You know, he he looked. Okay, he had his moments last week. Statistically, it was sort of there were a couple big plays that sort of elevated his stats. But the key number that I'm looking on is seven carries for 41 yards, um, which you know that that'll I mean that's a huge bump if you can get. And what did he play a half something like that? 
to get 41 yards and a half. He's going to he's going to run the ball um, quite frequently. He's going to throw the ball deep to Debo Samuel. He's going to have those big play potential. And John, what's the over under in that game? Uh, Give it up. In that game, I've got 50. Uh, 50 points on the nose. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're anticipating a big week for Trey Lance. I, they don't have any sort of running game at all. I, I think that this is a at 5,700 on, on DraftKings. For me, he's a must-play cash game Get quarterback this week. I don't know about the rest of the guys. Wow, must-play is, is interesting. I mean, I think it kind of depends a little bit on maybe one of the other running backs, top-end running backs, whether or not he plays or not, if you want to kind of double-jam in that position. Um, and I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey right now is, is kind of questionable, but, but looks like he might be leaning towards playing. Um, my biggest reservation on that move is Dak Prescott's pretty cheap at uh, – 6.9 K or you can go to Daniel Jones who I've not been a fan of, but he's only 300 more Phil. Um, so again, you're the tournament guy and, and I will, we'll get to get to some of those, but do you like either of those guys better than Trey Lance? I think I would rather Trey Lance. And here's my suggestion is roster Lance, play him in cash. Don't watch the whole game. Only watch the red zone channel. <laughs> That way you only see the good and you don't see so much of the bad because it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. But at the end of the day, those stats are going to be there, uh, just like we saw in the second half last week. I mean, he had 20 points after halftime, and that speaks to what Devin was talking about. He's going to run. He's going to throw deep. Uh, we saw it in the preseason. He's he's going to, he's going to throw touchdowns. I mean, it, it, this isn't a Justin Fields situation. Because Justin Fields only gets to throw the ball maybe 17, 18 times a game. Uh, that's not going to be the case in San Francisco. I don't think that they're going to scheme to uh, to hide him uh, the way that Matt Nagy seems to be doing with Justin Fields. So uh, I'm excited about Trey Lance. I think he's going to be a contributor from day one. I don't mind uh, Dak Prescott, certainly, in cash if you wanted to pay up. Don't like him in tournaments as much. Uh, and I think that Daniel Jones is, is kind of right there with um, – with Lance. Yeah, just John. just be careful. So there is there is some breaking news in the last 20 minutes that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to try to practice tomorrow. I don't think he's going to okay. play, but just wanted to throw that out there so that we don't become outdated here in the first couple of minutes of the show. Yeah, that, that would be bad. <laughs> um, John, where do you fall? I mean, two for two there on, on Lance and Cash. Again, a lot of things can change. A lot of uh, injury situations can dictate what we do at this position. But here on a, a Thursday night, what's your feeling? Yeah, for me, it's for me, it's the, one of the guys you mentioned, Dan, and that's that's probably Daniel Jones. Uh, the guy looked tremendous last week, um, and he's coming up against a, a Cowboys defense that made Sam Darnold look uh, look like a Hall of Fame quarterback last week. Uh, the guy had uh, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, over three hundred yards, and um, and Darnold is coming off. Or excuse me, uh, uh, Daniel Jones is coming off of a week where he threw for four hundred yards himself. And we know this Dallas uh, offense is going to keep Daniel Jones active throughout. So, I mean, Dallas, I, I don't know. I, I can look quickly, but I don't think they've scored less than 28 points all season. Uh, no, they scored 20, 29, 20, 41, and 36. So, uh, And they are the top team on the Vegas value chart this week. It's uh, 29 and a half implied team total. I think they keep the pressure on Daniel Jones to stay active throughout this one. 
He doesn't have a great receiving core, which means he's going to be running, and he's been doing a lot of that um, throughout his career. He's the guy I like for $300 more. I think he's a bit safer than Trey Lance, who um, I, I love as a prospect. I just, you know, seeing uh, Justin Fields struggle in his first two games, it gives me a little bit of pause of going back to a rookie for cash. Yeah, let's give you an update real quick on a few other injuries to uh, look at. Tua probably going to miss this week. Um, last week likely might return, um, you know, next Sunday. And uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to uh, likely get the start, but tough matchup there against Tampa Bay. We mentioned with Justin Fields, he is now the starter. They take on Vegas. Pretty low total in that game, lower than I kind of expected. Um, and then Teddy Bridgewater, he actually practiced today, so there's a decent chance – he may end up going. All right, let's get into some uh, tournament plays here. And, you know, I think that we can, you know, all agree guys like Kyler Murray, always, you know, great play if you can fit them. Um, but, you know, this is a week where there's a couple of guys, I think, flying under the radar here, Devin, for tournaments. So I want to get your take first off before I chime in with mine. Yeah, the guy that I'm looking at is Joe Burrow against Green Bay. And Jair Alexander is out. And I don't think a lot of it was sort of like late week. I don't really know what happened there, but um, it, I think the news broke on Wednesday at 6,100. I think that he has a significant amount of upside. People are going to look at the Green Bay matchup, think it's difficult, but you take away Alexander from this secondary and they don't have a lot. So uh, Burrow looked good for the first time all season last week. He threw for 348 yards and two touchdowns. You know there's a good stacking opportunity with either Chase or um, one of the other receivers that they have there. So he's a guy that I'm looking at um, pretty hard for tournaments. And then the other guy that I'm looking at is Jalen Hurts against Carolina. I just don't believe in the – I know Carolina's defense yeah. has been good. I get it. I get it. Um, but the the acquisitions that they've made, so they, they, they know something there. They brought in the – Who's the guy from Jacksonville? C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson, number yeah, one. Yeah, and then yeah. and then they brought in uh, Stephon Gilmore. So they're trying to add cornerback talent. Hurts has that rushing upside. I think that this Carolina defense, there's a non-zero chance that they crack at some point um, until they get those the rest of the guys in there. So those are the two guys that under the radar for sure. Um, but I think they'll they could be good tournament plays. Phil, you seem to have an opinion on that one. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty closely aligned with Devin there, especially on Jalen Hurts. You know, I'm I'm seeing him uh, early coming in about half as popular as Kyler Murray, and I think their ceilings are are very similar. Um, the game total's a little bit iffy there, which is probably the reason why he's coming in a little below the radar. Uh, but when you look at his passing numbers and uh, how quickly the Eagles are running plays uh, under Nick Sirianni. They're passing a ton. He's rushing nine times a game. He's never in a in a full start where he didn't get benched, um, come in with less than 21 DraftKings points in a game. That's 3X's current salary. So I think you could even look at him for cash if you were so inclined. I mean, there's better cash game plays out there. Uh, but I think the roster percentage makes him an excellent tournament play. His his floor is high and his ceiling uh, might be as high as any quarterbacks on the slate in any given week. Uh, and the other guy that I was looking at is actually on the other side of the game Devin mentioned, and that is Aaron Rodgers. I think that 
Uh, Devontae Adams is going to be pretty popular, but uh, Rodgers isn't coming along for the ride. And um, at 7,100, he's definitely going to get shaded by Dak Prescott, who's right in the same price range. Brady uh, is a few hundred dollars up, and I think people are going to like him against Miami. Uh, But the matchup against the Bengals is neutral at best. Green Bay's got a 27-point implied total. Um, The only reason I'm not 100% sold on it is because uh, we'll get to it, but Rodgers running back might be my favorite GPP running back of the week. Uh, so that's the only reason I'm still a little undecided on uh, on Rodgers, but I, I am interested in the Green Bay side of that game. One thing on Hurts I want to make a quick note of, I mean, the competition he's played this year have really set up for some good offensive performances. Kansas City, Dallas, Atlanta, and even San Francisco. Now, even going back to last year, he did – kind of do what we saw this year with the rushing ability but I'm going to disagree in terms of your take on Carolina maybe not being that great um I'm not saying they're great but I don't know taking Hertz on the road in this situation at this increase in price is anything I'm overly excited about yes the number of people are playing them is going to be less than we've seen previously but I think this is a really tough matchup for him in that total uh John uh your thoughts here on quarterbacks and wrap this up. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I, I don't, I don't like the, uh, the Hertz call, especially at the price at 7,000. I just feel like it's too much. Um, he, he, he definitely won't be highly owned. So if you want to go contrarian, I'm fine with that. Um, I don't think the matchup is that much. I, I don't believe in the Panthers defense either. I just don't, uh, I don't think that um, this is, he's, I don't know that he has the upside that, that Phil believes he has. Um, the, the, the play that I love, Devin stole from me, and I even held up my uh, Joe Burrow um, auto rookie card there. Um, I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow this week in that game against Green Bay. Um, I think all of his receivers have high upside. We'll talk more about which ones and how um, ownership may affect my stance on them. But as of tonight, I like all three, and we'll see how the, how the ownership affects uh, which ones I like more or less going into the weekend. Um, I, I just think that game could be an absolute shootout. Um, and and um, there are some questions with Joe Mixon at, at running back. So maybe that means that Burrow drops back uh, a bit more. And then uh, the other quarterback I like quite a bit is Kirk Cousins this week. Um, you, if you've listened to the show more than once, you probably heard that uh, a lot of my exposure to quarterbacks is driven by the receivers and who I like at receiver. And this week I like the, uh, the Minnesota receivers uh, against Detroit. Um, they have a the second highest implied team total. They're 10-point favorites, and I think that's going to draw a lot of action over to Dalvin Cook in the running game for, for all the reasons it should. And we're going to see the passing game go under-looked under, uh, or under-owned. And so Kirk Cousins at 6,500, he's got two of the best receivers with, with high upside. And uh, as of Thursday night, when I looked at some of the preliminary uh, percent rostered numbers, I thought they were too low given the type of upside that they bring to the table. Uh, I can agree with you guys on Burrow. He was one of the guys that I was looking at. Uh, two other names, though, that I think maybe even I'll throw out a third here. But I think both quarterbacks in that Tennessee-Jacksonville are intriguing, especially in tournaments, because you're going to get leverage off of what appears to be a mega chalk in Derrick Henry and even a pretty chalky James Robinson uh, in terms of the the early numbers that are coming out. So you're gaining leverage there. And Lawrence, the thing about him at 5,800, 
his rushing has been more and more prevalent each and every week. He's had uh, eight carries and six carries each of the last two games, and those are designed runs. Those are not just uh, getting out of the pocket and, and scrambling. So had a touchdown on the ground last week, and I just think that that game, you look at the total in it, uh, pretty pretty solid right there in that one at a 49, and I think people are going to overlook it and just play the running backs, and I think both those quarterbacks – could be sneaky in this game at uh, probably like sub 5% ownership. So uh, I'm throwing those guys out there. And if you want to really go dumpster diving, uh, even less than Trey Lance, we got Mac Jones. Uh, then maybe they'll just run Damian um, Harris down their throat, but he is playing uh, the Houston Texans who are just absolutely awful. Maybe this is finally that get right spot for Jones to throw a couple of touchdowns. And uh, again, another guy that you could play as a cheap quarterback this week. All right. Uh, certainly let's do a quick recap. Your top cash options. Consensus seems to be around Trey Lance. John likes Daniel Jones. I'll throw Dak Prescott in there. And then our favorite GPP options. Uh, I think the consensus was Joe Burrow. We had a little Jalen Hurts conversation in there. And uh, I will uh, also throw in both players from that Jags and Tennessee Titans game. Appreciate you guys joining us here on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. And if you're not a subscriber on Football Guys or on rotogrinders.com, great time to do it, especially on Roto Grinders if you're playing other sports. This is uh, – you get our combo package. You got NFL. You get college football. You get NBA starting up. You got MLB playoffs, PGA, all on one price. And, of course, Football Guys, just a tremendous value for you guys week in and week out in terms of playing DFS. So check us both out. All right, let's get to the running back position. And the top news, of course, this week was David Montgomery out four to five weeks. And uh, the question here is whether or not Damian Williams is going to play this week. If he does, he's uh, 5.6K over on DraftKings. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, played a little, uh, practiced a little bit today on Thursday and says, I think he feels like he's good to go this week. And that's certainly a discussion point we have to have today. Dalvin Cook didn't practice, but says, I'm playing through the pain. I don't know about that, Dalvin. Not what I would be doing, but uh, that is his status. Joe Mixon didn't practice. I don't think he's going to play this week. Samaje Pirine at 4K would be the obvious uh, guy to uh, likely get some of the, that work. And um, Chase Edmonds, no practice here on Thursday. We've seen James Conner get all the work on the goal line. And if Edmonds wouldn't play, potentially could be a solid option there. Okay, let's go to you, Phil, with these running backs. Give me your uh, your top takes because, man, there's a guy that's been frustrating to DFS over the years who looks like the mega chalk on this slate. Yeah, so you're referring to Derrick Henry, who has made a habit of trampling uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars over the years. I was looking at the, uh, the football guy's game log dominator tool today, and uh, three out of the last six times Henry faced the Jags, uh, dating back to 2018, he's been the overall RB1 on the slate. Um, Jacksonville this year, they've been a little bit better against the run than they have been against the pass. I don't know that that means that they're a defense uh, to be feared against the run, and certainly not against Derrick Henry, who's probably going to get 30 carries and by the end of the day, we see what that means uh, pretty much each and every week this year. Plus, he's even catching a few passes. Um, so given the rest of the landscape at running back, as well as um, how loose pricing 
got this week because of some of these value running back plays. I think that uh, jamming in Derrick Henry is an easy and obvious choice uh, for cash games. And um, speaking of some of those value plays that I'd be considering for cash, I think you have to look at what Leonard Fournette did last week. Uh, dominated uh, touches out of that backfield. He got the one goal line carry snaked by Ronald Jones, but uh, especially if Giovanni Bernard sits again, I think he returned to a limited practice today, but it's unclear uh, whether or not he'll play. But if Fournette is getting that passing down work uh, and he's at home as a 10-point favorite against the Dolphins, uh, who are, again, easier to run on than they are to pass on, uh, I would certainly be looking at Fournette as kind of the best of that bunch that includes um, Damian Williams in that same range. Uh, I'm, I'm not too interested in... Do we really trust Fournette, though? That was my I, question. I, is I do. He's too cheap, there's no doubt. But do game, we trust him? The weather was ter- The weather was awful on Sunday night against New England. He had 11 carries, 4 carries, and 20 carries. If he goes back down to like 10, 11, 12, he's still yeah. worth it. It's all about the pa- it's all about the passing game work because you know Tom Brady's going to be targeting his running back. So if if Bernard is out and he's good for five or six uh, screen passes, I think you're going to see a line that looks exactly like the ones he was putting up in the playoffs last year. They're ten point uh, favorites. If he, yeah, if he gets into the end zone, you know he hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Regression. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a valid thanks, point. Though. I mean, I. I <laughs> I, I think Devin's on to something here, and but I think the question to ask is, because sometimes when you build these lineups, um, at least I do, and maybe I shouldn't play scared like this, but there's times where, especially in ca- mainly in cash games, tournaments are very different, where I'll sit back and say, gosh, I don't want to get beat by this guy. Yeah, I don't love him, but I don't want to get beat by him. And if you don't play Leonard Fournette in cash, I think there's a decent shot you could be in deep trouble if he has one of these games, because... I think it's Henry one, Fournette two in terms of popularity this week. Especially All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the Buccaneers. Uh, off, you know, no cheating here. Uh, red zone touches, and and you already know what's what stance I have. But red zone touches, uh, Jones, Bernard, Fournette, Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski. Who has the most? You're probably saying it because Fournette probably does, but that tells you he's not efficient in scoring. So well, <laughs> no. But, I, but mean, I mean, look. If if Samaje Pirine wasn't on this slate, I would be fine with it. But at four K, I would much rather just go down to Pirine it oh, if Mixon is out. Don't yeah, play. I, I, don't play bad players. That that's Leonard my... Fournette is a bad player. <laughs> I was How is say Leonard Phil? Fournette a bad player? Leonard Fournette is a former number four overall pick. Trent Richardson Trent was number three. Okay. He produced thousand yards. He produced thousand yard seasons back to back in Jacksonville. He went to Tampa Bay. He immediately supplanted Ronald Jones before he got hurt. Then he came back, led Brady to his legacy defining championship. I mean, wh- why is Leonard Fournette Phil, bad? Why does he have he, such a tarnished he's never brand? Had back, he's never had back to back hundred yard seasons. Don't he's averaging three point three point nine yards per carry. Leonard Fournette has talent, man. He gets a bad rap in this community, and I don't know what he did. Leonard Fournette had great talent like his freshman year of college. Devin can back me up on that, but I think he's been underperforming since. And But it still goes back to, I don't know if I've got the stones to 
to have this guy decide my cash game because if he scores two touchdowns and I don't have him, it's an uphill battle. You but, would be positive throughout your career betting against Leonard Fournette. You're right. He's the only guy on the slate at the running back position whose projections have him above 3x value, and it's not even close. The next guy is something like 20% lower. You've got to have him in cash, period. I will not have him in cash, so whoever wants to play Maybe on DraftKings. I, I don't know about FanDuel, but on DraftKings, you have to have him in cash. It's too much of a risk. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I want to be like Devin – but I don't have the stones to do it. So I'll probably just <laughs> play him in cash and, and, and hope to win everywhere else. Um, if McCaffrey plays, we're looking at a guy at 8.7K here against Philadelphia. And just to give some context, he was 9.9 .9 against the Jets week one, 10K against New Orleans in week two. Um, what do you think about McCaffrey? I mean, if he says, I'm going to go, I think we would agree that's probably too cheap of a price for him, right, John? Uh, it's definitely too cheap of a price for him if he's healthy and he's playing 100%. Uh, it, you know, the, I, I'm going to give the advice that, I, that I'll give here is what I do every Sunday morning. When there's a player like this, and the same thing happened last week with Dalvin Cook. I woke up on Sunday morning, I logged on to Twitter, and I followed Dr. Gene, Gene Brammel from Football Guys, who we all know and love. Gene knows more about this than just about anybody on planet Earth. And, I, and I'm really not making that up. And he, I just listen to whatever he says. If he says that there's a maximum touch 12 to 15, then I know that I'm not playing them. And last week I X'd out Dalvin Cook and it turned out to be the right decision. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Uh, I'll, in Dr. Gene, I trust. And uh, if you're not following him, I, I'll, I'll get you his Twitter handle before the end of the show. He's the guy that I'd be looking at. But unless he's playing 100% of snaps, and typically that's what he does when he's fully healthy, I can't go for him at 8,700. Devin, you mentioned P. Ryan is a guy you liked on the cheap. Uh, he's only he's 4K on DraftKings. I mean, that's a bare minimum. Uh, tell us why you think he's a better play. Now, obviously, you save money off of Fournette, but yeah. sell us a little bit more on P. Ryan. Yeah, you know, if he is, if Leonard, or if Leonard, Makes I can't sense. get my, I can't get my uh, Leonard Fournette off my mind. Gordian slip. Yeah. Um, if Joe Mixon is out, uh, P. Ryan is going to get a majority of the carries, if not all the carries this week. Um, and we talked about that game potentially being a relatively high scoring game. We like both of the, uh, both of the quarterbacks there in the, two games that he really played last year he had he had he averaged three catches per game so if he gets two to three catches on that 4k salary and he gets i don't know 12 to 13 14 carries he's going to pay off value he averaged 4.8 yards per carry last week i know it's a limited sample size but you're not dealing with a a plotter like leonard fournette who's like three and a half throughout his career um he's a guy that going up against green bay you know it's not a it's not a prohibitive matchup. Green Bay is averaging about 100 yards rushing per game on the season. So I, I think at 4K, he allows you to just do, to do so much with your roster um, that it makes it it makes it incredibly intriguing. So what do you think yeah, the split's going to be, guys? I mean, Chris Evans is there too, right? Do you think they're going to give Samaje the full, the full gamut? Because I don't. I think at 80, best. 
Oh no, I don't think. I think it's sixty forty at best. It could be fifty fifty. What you, are you, you guys ready? You guys ready for the Samaj hey, P Ryan stat line? It's going to be thirteen carries, forty-two yards, zero touchdowns, less than three catches, and you're going to be mad at yourself that you're rostered. That's him two. That's like two point two x right there. Like that's what, fine. What do you do if last that's what year you when Mixon didn't play? What was what? What were his stat lines there? When did, last did year, like a, yeah. last year yeah. he had thirteen carries, ninety-two yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it was a thirty-point DraftKings game last 90, year. Ninety thirteen carries, ninety-five yards, two touchdowns, plus four receptions for forty-one yards. Yeah, man, he's can't he has do any he has upside against. I mean, he has just as much upside as Leonard Fournette. Yeah, well, wait a second. Now you cherry picked that one game. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> well, at you didn't have many guys. games. It's not like no, he, he had, had that many games. He had six games, Dan. With he, with he, Mixon out, where he was yeah. the full fledged getting all the. No, work. Gio Bernard was there for getting yeah. a vast. Gio Bernard had 25 carries in one game. He had one right. game where Gio Bernard wasn't there. But there were six That's games. The point. Okay, well, but you can't cherry pick that one game. Yes, because... I can. The situation is different when there was other running backs there, John. The, the day that Samaje that, that that he had the ninety five yards and two touchdowns, Gio was on the field that day as well. That's fair. Let's okay, move on. I'll give you, I'll give you that, <laughs> but I I will say that P Ryan is the clear guy, and I think that uh, at four K on DraftKings, I think I'm playing him in cash games. I'm only sorry that I'm not going to be on the show next week to gloat about this alongside <laughs> Phil. Phil, be be I, double I got you, man. About this, all right. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay, we got other running backs that we need to talk about. Um, Devin, give me give me a couple other names that that you're yeah, looking at here. Sure, sure. So a couple other uh, other names that I'm looking at. I really like the Cleveland backfield this week for GPPs. Um, this Los Angeles Chargers defense has not stopped anybody on the ground. They're I think they're the worst worst defense uh, against the run, which is a significant issue going up against the best rushing offense in football. So. Um, the Chargers, fourth worst, apologies. They're averaging 140 yards rushing. Um, I think both Nick Chubb or, or Kareem Hunt are in tremendous spots for, for GPPs. Um, looking at other other running backs that potentially you could take, I like Damian Harris quite a bit, 5.5K going up against Houston. Um, he's had some games earlier this year where I think it was week one. Um Hasn't done a ton recently, but they played the Saints and the Bucks, which are the two best run defenses in football. He doesn't have to deal with that with that this week going up against Houston. So in his two games, not facing those two defenses that I mentioned, he had 100 yards and then he had, and then he had 62 yards and a touchdown. So he, he averaged 19 carries in those games at 5.5K against Houston. I think that's too good of a price. John? Uh, in cash games, I like most of the guys we've already talked about. Derrick Henry, Fournette um, is a foregone conclusion. And by the way, I think Fournette is an excellent tournament play based on the early numbers. If he if he goes off in less than 25% of rosters, then that'll be um, an injustice. Um, and you've heard it here. Oh, you heard it here on Thursday night. Um, you're you're going you're gonna to luck out when you're not on the show next week. I'm just telling you right <laughs> now. You're going to luck out to not have to uh, deal with some of these outcomes, but we'll see. All right. Well, the, uh, the, the other um, running back, you know, we've talked about a couple other folks. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you one GPP running back that I really like. And then I'm going to throw a question to you, Dan, for um, because it's a Jacksonville question. Uh, the, the running back I really like this week in GPPs is Zeke Elliott. He's 7,000 
there's going to be a ton of ownership on the passing game uh, in Dallas. Um, Dallas seven point favorite. People aren't going to want to aren't going to want to roster Zeke because of what Tony Pollard has done, and rightfully so. But he's still Zeke Elliott, and he's seven thousand. He's priced accordingly. If Tony Pollard wasn't in the backfield, he'd be eighty seven hundred. He'd be nine thousand in this game with the highest implied team total on the slate as touchdown home favorites against a team have the oh, the Giants won one game uh, for the first time last week. I think that there's a great spot for Zeke to, to be um, a GPP winner. Now, Dan, I have for cash games, Robinson, James Robinson yeah. against Tennessee at 6,000. Am I out of my gourd for thinking that that's a possibility? Uh, I mean, he's number one in our in our you know projected rostered player behind Derrick Henry right now at twenty two percent. We got Fournette at twenty, so I don't think you're alone in that thought process. And I don't hate it. I mean, you take DJ Chark out of the equation, you've got to you know right now their number three wide receiver is Tavon Austin, so you know they don't have a lot to lean on in the passing game. So I think it's viable. Um, I don't think it's like a slam dunk. I don't think it's something that you have to play. Um, but I think he's viable. I probably won't be playing him. But Phil, you said Zeke Elliott. And next thing I know, I heard you ruffle your your black eyed Joe. So uh, it seems like you're on that play. Yeah, he's he's the leverage play almost every week. It was the same spot last week. Everybody loads up on Dak Prescott and the passing game. And it leaves Zeke Elliott on their own. Um, absolutely, you should be doing that this week as well, uh, because you've got the Cowboys as big favorites, as John mentioned, and you've seen what they're doing. Uh, Prescott's not throwing that much. I, I just want to throw that out there too: is that if if you're doing a Cowboys stack, you have to be really confident that Daniel Jones is going to keep them close, because otherwise Zeke is going to come in like that boa constrictor. And he's going to be the one running the ball in the second half, and uh, and they're going to kill that clock uh, at the expense of the Dallas passing game. Uh, and then the last uh, running back I wanted to mention really quick is Aaron Jones. I had alluded to it earlier when I talked about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jones, I think, is, is going to come off around 5% rostered, and I think that that is a spot that we could leverage because He's almost up there with Derrick Henry, right? He's 7,900 and, and Henry's 9,000. Um, so I don't think that anybody's going to be looking at Aaron Jones. Um, they might think that A.J. Dillon stealing 15 carries last week is a trend. But uh, again, I think that's a miscalculation. That was clock killing mode. Uh, Packers were in control of that game. Uh, this game is on the road. It should be a lot closer. Uh, I think we're going to see the normal 70-30 split, and I think that Jones has a 40-point ceiling just like Henry does. And, um, you know, if Henry's 30% and Jones is 5%, uh, it's leverage on Henry, and it's going to be leverage on Adams, who's going to be popular on the Green Bay side. So one last thing I want to point out, um, some props are starting to come out for this week, and uh, nobody's really talking about Alvin Kamara this week. He's 8,600, and... These were his props the first four weeks rushing yards, 54, 68, 57, and 75. They play Washington this week, and he's got a rushing prop of 82 and a half yards. That is really, really high for him. I don't know if Vegas has seen something that I'm not, or maybe we should just run to our local sports book and just bet the under on that one. Hold on one but second. I need to bet that. that I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a 
big, big number. And uh, that was just one of those moments where I'm always shopping kind of our projections versus some of these prop lines. And that one popped off the page for me. And uh, I believe of Vegas on a lot of things, but they can get player props wrong. And they might have gotten that one wrong. So a quick recap point. for you. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, if you're playing him this week, play him on FanDuel, not on DraftKings. He's not getting the, the catches that he's gotten in previous years because Breeze, is, uh, Breeze used to check down. Jameis is always looking for the big play. So play him over at FanDuel if you're going to play him. Go ahead, Dan. It's, it's just hard to play him, though, now because Taysom's, what, three touchdowns the last two exactly. games. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. killing his uh, his equity in the red zone. Um, quick recap for you. Top cash game plays. Derrick Henry, no question about it followed by Leonard Fournette. I think uh, Devin and I think that uh, Samaj P. Ryan fall into that bucket. And I do think we'll see James Robinson with some um, ownership in your cash games. Comes down to GPPs. Obviously, you can play a lot of different guys, but Zeke Elliott uh, and Aaron Jones featured both by Tip and Pick. And Phil, I'm with uh, Devin here a little bit. And looking at, I think Nick Chubb's the guy. Didn't score a touchdown each of the last two games. And I think he had touchdowns like eight straight before that. So uh, he's going to get back in the end zone. The touches, the yardage are there. If he scores twice, he's sub-7K this week. So I think he's an interesting tournament pivot. Uh, again, you're joining us here on the DFS Power Grid, powered by both football guys and rotogrinders.com. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're catching this on the Audible or maybe the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Feed, the podcast version. You don't want to see our beautiful faces. I don't blame you for that, uh, but do us a favor anyway and uh, leave us a nice review. It helps certainly the uh, podcast rankings when you do that. And uh, know we've got tons of content all week long on both of those platforms. So appreciate you guys uh, subscribing to that. And if you haven't done so, do that search and uh, get it in your daily pod uh, streams. All right, let's uh move on to that wide receiver position and AJ Brown practiced full today played a little bit yesterday I think he's back this week can't say the same for Julio Jones as he did not practice here today so uh, we'll keep our eye on that Uh, Chase Claypool limited uh, both Wednesday and Thursday but speculation is he is likely to play this week both of those top wide receivers for the Giants um, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, Slayton and Shepard. So we'll see if uh, Mr. Tony is back in our lives. And T. Higgins, uh, limited again today, limited yesterday. Uh, speculation is he is going to play. Will Fuller, big shock. Will Fuller got hurt, everybody. Uh, <laughs> happens every single year. And uh, he's out on the IR, so he's going to miss a, a handful of weeks. But uh, the wide receiver position, I think this is a week where you know, we're going to have Cowboys. It's just a matter of which one you want. Is it Lamb? Is it Cooper? Um, what a weird situation we saw last week, John, where Cooper, he actually got hurt like the first quarter of the game, and he actually came back and scored a touchdown. I thought for sure the moment that Amari Cooper went to the sideline, he was done, but uh, gutted it out and uh, and helped those who played him last week. He's that same kind of 6K price this week on DraftKings. I gotta think he's gonna be uh, one of the featured uh, players on most players, most people's lineups. Yeah, he's. I mean, that, that we we've already talked about this in the sense that uh, the Cowboys receivers, they're both going to be popular. Both meaning um, Amari Cooper and and uh, CD Lamb. If you give me the choice between the two, they're really close. I prefer CD. Um, and and if you wanted to take the other side, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, fault you for it. Uh, you know. I, 
I think CD's a, a great play this week, and he's probably due for a bit of positive regression. He's had a, a few slow weeks um, over the past few weeks. Those tight ends, I mean, Dalton Schultz is not going to score three touchdowns across two games for the rest of the season, especially with the snap counts he's gotten. Um, I, I would advise people to stay away from Dalton Schultz if it matters, if anybody wants to listen. Um, cash game plays. I, you know, we're maybe running a little bit behind here, and I want to make sure that we, we do this position justice because I think this position this week is where tournaments are won or lost because there are a lot of different options. Cash game plays. If you can fit Devontae Adams in, you jam him in despite his bad game last week. C.D. Lamb, uh, we just talked about. Um, Tyler Boyd against Green Bay. He's one of the three receivers that I like. He's the one I probably like most for cash. Antonio Brown is a spectacular play this week for cash games, 5,200. Um, the guy's only playing about 50% of the snaps, but he's just so efficient. And um, Tom Brady is using him in, in just the way that he needs to use him. And then I think the, the one that's going to be uber popular as a uh, – uh, uh, Dan, our 3K crappers, they're back um, this week. Curtis Samuel, I know he disappointed last week, but this week he's uh, 3K again. I think he's going to be really popular for uh, for folks who want to save salary and jam. You know, if you go with the Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, you got to go with somebody super cheap, and it's going to be Curtis Samuel there in in Washington. And I'll be I'll stop careful there. with that one. He's I, dealing. I, he's dealing with a groin injury that he missed practice um, yesterday, and I think he was limited today. So they said they're going to be really careful in bringing him back. So I would just be careful with that one just a little bit and monitor that one. So I said earlier I would uh, I would come back with this. It's at Gene Bramble, spelled with a J. Sunday morning, go to Doctor Gene. He'll tell you exactly what to do. Um, Devin, uh, we're without DJ Chark in Jacksonville again. We mentioned a forty-nine total. Uh, does Chenault or Marvin Jones interest you in terms of uh, guys who are going to probably be peppered with some targets? Might be playing from behind here. Um, Chenault last week got like 30% target share. I know he doesn't go downfield, but feels too cheap at 4,800. Am I a Jags homer with this take, or is he viable for us? The averaging, like six yards to catch. I mean, that, that's the problem. I mean, I, yeah, I had 99 yards last week. So Yeah, I guess know, he did have a better going up in the better yeah, direction. As a tournament play, I think he's fine. Um I don't know that I'm going there in cash games because I'm saving all the money with Trey Lance and Samaj P. Ryan. So, but I'm moving on up this week. I'm going with Justin Jefferson as my top wide receiver. Um, and look, I mean, Justin Jefferson quickly becoming one of the, one of the top three, four, five receivers in the league. He doesn't really have to deal with that Adam Thielen kind of yo-yoing that, that we had to deal with last year. Uh, he st- scored a touchdown in three straight games and I think it was John, somebody mentioned Kirk Cousins. Um, sure. And, you know, I, I think that as a tournament stack, you can you can definitely stack both of those players going up against Detroit, which their secondary is horrendous. No Jeff Akuda out for the year. Um, I If you could fit Jefferson in cash, I don't think you can because of Devontae Adams. But, man, is he intriguing. Um, going down the board a little bit, I do like the, the, the Bengals situation is probably challenge the most challenging. I think I, I think I agree with John that Tyler Boyd is the cash game play. I think Jamar Chase is the 
GPP guy. Um, and then going down just a little bit more, I do like I do like Kenny Galladay a little bit in, as far as a tournament play goes. Um, Daniel Daniel Jones to Kenny Galladay, they're still still dealing with some banged up receiving core there. Um, but I'm paying I'm paying up this week where I can for wide receivers because I think that the top end can really provide some difference, especially in cash where. You know, you go Derrick Henry, you go um, Trey Lance, you go P. Ryan, and then you, you have a bunch of money with no Kelsey on this slate to spend up at the wide receiver spot. And John is laughing at everything that I, I'm saying. No, I, I actually agree with most of your picks, except for your cash games. I mean, when I hear Trey Lance, Samaj P. Ryan, um, it, it scares me. Um, but I do agree. We're probably. I like Daniel games. Jones too. So if you if you're yeah. worried about Trey Lance, I'm fine with Daniel Jones and Cap. Yeah, I think Daniel. Phil, Jones is the call there. where are you uh, where are you landing on some of these guys for GPPs? So GPPs, you mentioned Lavisca Chenault, who I do think might attract the crowd due to that forty eight hundred dollars salary on DraftKings. So. I think for 900 more, I'd rather look at Marvin Jones, who'll probably come in with somewhere around uh, half of the roster percentage. Um, we definitely want to target a Jacksonville wide receiver in that game. Uh, Dan, you mentioned earlier Trevor Lawrence being a, a, a good way to go to, uh, to get different in GPPs, and I think I would stack him with Jones. Um, when you look at the wide receivers who are beating Tennessee, uh, Christian Kirk with a deep ball, Tyler Lockett with deep passes, Corey Davis last week on a, a beautiful throw uh, from Zach Wilson downfield. And I, I think that Jones has a little bit more of that skill set, or, or at the very least, he's being used more in that way. I think that Chenault's A dot is something like 4.8, as uh, as Devin alluded to, which is pretty lousy. Uh, so I like Marvin Jones. Uh, if we're just looking for leverage in the same game, because we know that uh, a lot of ownership is going to concentrate on Derrick Henry. Uh, AJ Brown, you mentioned, was back to practice. Uh, so if he's in full and he's healthy and Julio Jones is out, uh, $6,500, that's a $600 discount from his week one price in a fantastic matchup. Uh, I think you could go that route. And uh, there's one more that I'm looking at that's kind of a, a pay-up to be contrarian kind of thing. This is a, a pure GPP play, terrible point-per-dollar type of play, uh, but Mike Williams against the Browns. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of alpha-type wide receivers, uh, like X receivers, um, the, the prototypical guys beating up on um, on Cleveland, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson last week. Uh, well, Tyreek Hill is really not a prototypical X, uh, but a wide receiver one, you know, the, the guys that are commanding the targets in the offense. And last week was a little bit of an exception. Uh, the, the Raiders kind of took him away, but I don't see that as being the case in Cleveland. I think they're really trying to funnel targets towards Williams, and I think that he could beat uh, those Cleveland DBs. So that that game, by the way, sneaky shootout potential. Devin mentioned that LA can't stop the running backs. And if that's the case, uh, Justin Herbert's going to be firing. And uh, we saw on Monday night in primetime, uh, he looks phenomenal. 
Uh, so I think that's an. I think Browns that's an, were also it, like one for twenty-two in the red zone last week. So uh, it could be a lot of field goals. It could be. You know, I mean that that one could go either way. But if that's a shootout, it's one that no one's going to be on. Um, so I don't mind the Herbert Williams run it back with one of those running backs uh, type of of builds and GPPs. You're going to have nobody on that. Yeah, one more one more name that I have to mention. I thought he was going to be brought up in cash is Darnell Mooney, four point eight K, seven targets with Justin Fields. He was the only guy that had more than three. Um, I think that he's a, a pretty safe low end um, type receiver if you're looking to save some money. I'd like to point out that he was uh, he was uh, recommended by Tip and Pick uh, last week on the show as a cash game play, and he and Tip and Pick received a lot of flack for that. Um, just so, just for the record, in case anybody forgot. Um, I, hey, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say I think that was a great. I mean, he made a lot of sense at what three nine last week. The the rise in price and the fact that he's so dependent in deep balls worries me a little bit in cash games here. So that's my only reservation, but I think he's a great play in tournaments. And if you're going to play Justin Fields, like at all in GPPs, if you're going to sprinkle him in, you know, set that stack um, because that could pop twice. And if it does, you're going to be way ahead of the field, I think, because not many people are going to play fields this week. Yeah. He's, he's one of the guys that's written on my GPP list. Uh, I'll give you two other names and, and then we can move on to tight ends. Uh, two guys that kind of popped. Um, Devin, I don't know if, uh, if if you've gotten a chance to get to percent um, rostered yet, but Jalen Waddle is a guy I'm interested in. Um, here, I looked over at Rotor Grinders, 4%. Rotor Grinders, I think, has him at 2 Is that right, Dan? I um, think he'll be higher than than that. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, always, it's always dicey doing this on Thursday night, but yeah. – um, if he goes off at less than 10%, um, he's going to be a, a really sharp GPP play this week against Tampa Bay as a runback option. When you you think about doing a Tampa Bay team stack, you can go Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, and run that back with Jalen Waddle. I think it's a really nice correlation play. The other play I like this week, um, if uh, and I know, Phil, you follow this pretty closely. If you're an air yards fanatic, um, Jacoby Myers makes a lot of sense this week. The guy has been doing just about everything he can do there in, in New England, and he's bound for some positive scoring regression. Um, every week he's got six, 60 yards, 70 yards, 80 yards, 90 yards, six or eight catches. All right, and, and Phil, this we, we were doing so well, and now you have to bring <laughs> up the, the red, black eye Joe. Uh, I, I think he's a, an excellent play this week at 5,600. In fact, um, I, I may uh, I may place a um, a wager on him scoring a touchdown this week because I think that he's uh, long overdue and and the game uh, it, it sets up well for him in the sense that um, I don't think that there are a lot of other talented players on that offense. And Phil, go ahead and tell me why you don't like him. Just because he never scores touchdowns, that's just who he is. Uh, he's an empty receptions kind of guy. That offense isn't that good. And I think the red zone throws are going to go through Hunter Henry this week. Um, also, just to touch on the Dolphins thing, everything that you said, but Devontae Parker instead of Jalen Waddle <laughs> would, would I mean, be my I, take. And, and I think like those, both those guys are viable. I mean, this Tampa Bay secondary is really, really bad. They lost another key component this week and you know got Richard Sherman a week ago off the nobody wants me type of heap. So it's a, it's a pass funnel and it's not a very good secondary. So 
I wish they had a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball, but I get it. One quick note on A.J. Brown. I want to spotlight him as well. I love that call, Phil. Um, last two games against Jacksonville, 112 yards, 135 yards. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just giving you all the freebies here today. Devin, you can go make this bet right now. <laughs> Prop right now, 50 and a half yards wow. on A.J. Brown. Come on. That's – that's with with no Julio – you know, if somehow he doesn't play, the the bet gets voided. That's a lock on the over, boys and girls. So throwing that one out there. Okay, quick review for you. Uh, cash games, we certainly like Devontae Adams. We like both the quarterbacks there from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and from the value side of things, I uh, think you could maybe consider a guy like uh, Curtis Samuel, assuming his health looks all right. From the value side of things as well, I think LaVisca Chenault is going to work his way into a number of lineups. And uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, another name that uh, has been talked about here in this GPP section. Okay, uh, let's go to tight ends. Weird week for tight ends. Like, no Kelsey here. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, no Mark Andrews. And right now we've got Evan Ingram as, you know, the, the highest projected player at this position, which, you know, from an ownership side of things. And that seems... Quite ridiculous. So I have to my... ask John and Phil how Will Disley did last week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> how did how did Will Disley do? I, I know because I played. Him. Like I said, I didn't have a good week last week. But it's it's a it's a it's a tricky position here. I mean, uh, well, Devin, we'll start with you. You might have had the answer last this week. week. Well, who what, who's the easy Hunter choice? Henry? Hunter Henry going up against Houston. Houston has allowed the most most points to opposing tight ends on this slate, 19.4 to the position. Hunter Henry is the number one guy. I know Johnny Smith is there, but he's not really involved. Nine catches over the last two games for Henry. Um, he's becoming Mac Jones's security blanket at 3.8K. I think that he's in a, a tremendous spot this week. Um, he's not, you know, he doesn't have crazy upside, but as a, as a cash game play, that's that's where I'm looking. Uh, 1.8% right now um, on our be... projections. Yeah. I mean, even if we're wrong, like how wrong are we going to be? I mean, like I say, I don't agree with Evan Ingram at 12%, George Kittle at 11%, May, or uh, sorry, Jared Cook at 11%. Maybe it is George Kittle at that number that looks way too low there, Phil. I mean, typically we're used to seeing him as a mid six, upper six, low seven. And he's at 5-6 this week against Arizona. Um, does Lance at all being the QB scare you off of Kittle? No, not that much because I think that Lance is going to be throwing and I think that Kittle is going to do his normal thing. You mentioned his price and it is, it's too low. It would be in the mid-sixes if he hadn't gotten a, a touchdown catch uh, jarred loose in the end zone uh, in, in last week's game. Uh, you know, the, the, the only thing with Kittle is, is he healthy enough? Uh, he is dealing with a calf injury. He's not practicing again, but it was kind of the same thing last week. Uh, and he went on to play 92% of the snaps, uh, 20 targets over the last two weeks. You know, he's got a ceiling. Um, I guess the floor is, is kind of low with, with Lance. It's a little bit of an unknown, but I think 5,600 is too cheap. I think, uh, he's an excellent play, whether it's tournaments or or whether it's cash games. All right, John. I mean, I think this is uh, an interesting position. I, I think there's just a lot of ways we can go. What do you like? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I have the money, I'm going with Kittle for the reasons that Phil's just described. I mean, the guy last week, he, he was supposedly injured and he played 92% of the snaps. And, you know, if it was a year ago, you know, we have short memories in this game, but if it was a year ago, this guy, his salary would be 6500 So you're getting him at a 30% discount. Um, but if I can't afford him, I'm not going to Hunter Henry. I, I just, I, I don't know. He's, me neither. It's a bit too expensive for me. Um, I'll you also didn't like Dalton Schultz last week, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, Dal- Dalton Schultz is a terrible play every week. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, the, the guy the guy plays, I mean, I'll have to look it up here, but he plays like a, a substandard number of snaps. He doesn't run a lot of routes. He's just been overly efficient. And if you keep relying on that, you're going to be long-term negative EV. I know it's worked out the last couple of weeks, but it's a sucker's play. Um, in terms of uh, what he's running. Routes run, uh, he's run over the past uh, four weeks, 11%, 7%, 28%, 37%. And yet the guy continues to deliver on on fantasy goodness. That's just, nobody's that efficient. 36% Um, target share in 28 the last two weeks. And he's on the field, he's targeted. Um, and, and so, uh, the guy I like this week is Cameron Brates, uh, at 3,300. If you're going to go down, um, that's a, a game, again, we we're always targeting those high scoring teams. Tampa Bay's got the, the, uh, it's about the third highest implied team total 28 points or 29 points on the, on the week. And, uh, with Gronk not playing, um, he's the guy I want to be going for. And then um, in terms of GPPs, um, I'm going to make Devin's top low with this one. Uh, because I remember arguing about the same player about three Max years Williams. ago. Uh, well, he's played for the same team, uh, Ricky Next Seals season. Jones. Um, Twenty five hundred. He's my guy this week. Okay, rapper. That's a wasn't he the guy that you had to paint your face for? Uh, pretty sure. I don't pretty remember sure. who I painted. Uh, well, it's funny because I remember who you shaved your head for, but I don't remember who I. Yeah, painted I'm pretty sure it was Ricky for. Seals Jones. And it, for you, it was Ladarius Green. Yeah. Um, this is the, these are the prices we pay for being, uh, you know, analysts. We should have uh, had a P Ryan versus uh, Ornette bet. That's right. sure. Next next week, if I lose, I'll wear something, um, whatever you want on on Thursday night. All right, we'll figure something. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, all right, Ricky Seals Jones. Um, if he stays lower than about twelve percent in terms of ownership, uh, really sharp play this week. Um, the other one is Kyle, Com- uh, yeah, Cole, excuse me, Cole Komet against Las Vegas. And I, and I think I like that one a bit more um, because of some of the questions there inside the red zone for Chicago. Uh, he's a big target. Uh, DeMont is not going to be there. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Damian Williams being able to get it into the end zone. I think Cole Komet is kind of sneaky this week for tournaments. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to have a lot of conviction on any of these guys because I think you could make a case for, um, you know, uh, a guy like Robert Tunyon this week at, at 4.3 against Cincinnati, uh, especially if we like the, you know, the the Cincinnati side is a is a potential, you know, run back. And, you know, we're still without MVS, so he kind of makes sense. Hawkinson, you know, 5.5, not a bad price on him. Another game that potentially could shoot out there between Minnesota and Detroit. So I don't think we suddenly forget about him. And, uh, and man, I, again, I'm going to have some Tannehill and Anthony Ferks are at 3.1 K Jacksonville has been 
dreadful versus that tight end position this week. If Julio's there, I'm definitely not doing it. But if it's just A.J. Brown and you want to do uh, put him in your stacks, you certainly could. But crazy tough week, I think, for tight ends. Okay, quickly on defense. We talked a little bit about it earlier today. And uh, as John says, the Patriots look like, you know, an expensive option, but one that probably can't miss. On the lower end, though, guys, I have a tough time not going with Washington in, in my cash games against New Orleans. I mean, it's Jameis Winston on the road against a team. Bad. That secondary's bad, but they can rush the passer a little bit. And if they get Winston flustered, we've seen some of his god-awful decisions that he's made in his career, even this season. Uh, I think they're like second or third lowest priced on DraftKings. Uh, if I'm punting, uh, I'm probably punting with that team. Give me some defense takes. On on FanDuel, you have to play the Patriots at 5K. So um, their algorithm seems to be broken. I have them at 24% rostered right now. Um, Just because, I mean, Davis Mills is not an NFL quarterback. He's probably not a college quarterback. He's probably like a low-end D2 quarterback. Um, Defense this week, I I wish the Titans weren't 3.8K because I could see with all the urban – Meyer stuff going on that they just totally crap the bed, but do it. I'm going, I'm going, um, I like the Raiders against Chicago. I think that they're able to get some pass rush on fields. Um, we saw Detroit's defense is not an NFL caliber defense. He faces a middle defense is what I would say. Cleveland's the top end. Detroit's the bottom end. It's like Goldilocks. He's somewhere in the middle. Um, but We'll see how he does against a, a good defense, but I, I'm not sold completely on fields just yet. I like the John. Eagles. At, uh, I like the Eagles at 2200. They're the second cheapest defense. Um, they they've had some pretty tough matchups so far. They've had Kansas City, Dallas, San Francisco. The one good matchup they had was against Atlanta. They scored 10 points that game. They're 2200. I I'll save the money there and just. Uh, um, think that that Sam Darnold isn't the guy that he's, you know, he's he's been pretty good since he's gone to Carolina, but I, I still see him in a Jets uniform. I can't help it. Just Russian touchdown machine over there, Sammy yeah, Darnold. Yeah. Uh, Phil, give us final thoughts here, and then we'll get our uh, round the horn tournament takes real quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, defenses, I think you guys touched on the cash game. Uh, defenses, I have Eagles, uh, football team, Raiders, maybe the Cowboys for cash. Uh, in GPPs, I don't mind the Cardinals. Uh, like I said, uh, Trey Lance is going to give you some bad along with the good, assuming he starts. Uh, and then uh, I don't mind flipping the script and going with the Texans in GPPs. Uh, they're also they're also playing against a rookie quarterback. Uh, only this rookie quarterback is going to be on the road. Uh, kind of a letdown spot after they had that big emotional game against Tom Brady last week. Uh, nobody's going to be on the Texans because why would they? And I, I think that they're as viable as, as any defense in a tournament. All right, let's uh, get our final thoughts. I'm going to start it out with us here, guys. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my, my, uh, my quick tip for you. And it's not actually going to be about tournaments. It's going to be about cash games this week. Um, in, especially this week when you look at San Francisco, Arizona, New York, and Dallas. Um, those two games are going to have a lot of guys that people are playing in cash games. So 
keep an eye on what you do in these early games and make sure you're following your games close and making the pivots accordingly. If you're playing early and you look at your opponent's lineup and he's got you blocked pretty much, or you can you can do the math yourself, uh, don't be afraid to get off Amari Cooper and go to a Kenny Galladay. Those are the type of moves that you need to make to be a long-term you know, top-notch cash game player um, at the highest level. That's what the best players are doing. They're not just setting their lineups and forgetting it. They're always looking at what their opponents have going into 4 o'clock. And if you tank something early on, uh, don't be afraid to make that pivot and uh, and try and gain some traction off the chalky players in the 4 o'clock games. And uh, I think there's going to be quite a few of those here today. So that's my tip. John, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, excuse me. My tip's going to be very similar to last week. Um, I, last week, I, I recommended to everybody that you get over to Yahoo and play their, I think it was $250,000 overlay tournaments, and it sold out about five hours early last week. Um, I anticipate a little bit more this week. This week, I just checked. They have $150,000 overlay. Um, and, and again, breaking down the math, that's basically for every $10 you put in, um, there's 11.5 coming back out. And if you go over to DraftKings, where, it, and I'm not saying anything bad about DraftKings, but it's the exact opposite. You're getting 85% back because they're taking 15% rate. That's a 30% difference that over the long haul means value to you as a player. Um, and if you're putting money into play this week in, in tournament formats, I would urge you to get over there and fill that tournament up. It's called the $1 million baller um, on DraftKings, $20 buy-in. On Yahoo. Um, oh, sorry, and yes. Yeah, and don't do what I did and play 40% Justin Fields like I did last week. That that was not good. Um, okay, Phil, you're up next. Uh, I already gave you mine. Don't play bad players. Just just That's... don't do that and you'll be fine. That's very good advice. That's yep. Simple but excellent advice. Devin, wrap us up here today. Mine is piggybacking off of Phil. Don't play Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I, I just can't trust him. He burns it's, me this week, fine, but I can't do it. Well, you know, that, that's it. I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting one because I kind of agree with you. I just don't know if I've got the conviction to do it. There's too many good op- There's too many good options. I mean, Damian Harris, you could go Damian Williams. But yeah. uh, I'm going P. Ryan this week and we'll figure out some sort of bet between john and i when he gets back in two weeks i love it all right uh again you can find more of us footballguys.com rotogrinders.com if you are in to daily fantasy both those places obviously you're watching the show that you clearly would be uh we've got plenty of tools that's going to make your life easier as a dfs player and uh i want to thank john Devin, and phil i'm dan thank you for watching we'll talk to you again next week here on the football guys DFS Power Grid presented by Roto-Grinders. See everybody.